All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Well, hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where I help you understand why he screams at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at SportsGalPal and, of course, on SportsGalPal.com and Gals and Pals. Um, one of the fun things about this podcasting journey of mine that I've been on since June is that I've not only met great friends here in America, but I've met amazing sports fans um, all over the world, really, but a lot of them in um, the United Kingdom. That's right, which is hysterical to me because I live 20 minutes away from where we kicked the British out. Um, and I like to give it to my friends over there every once in a while. I'll remind them, like, hey, Yorktown, that's where Cornwallis signed the treaty and gave America back to us. Thank you. Um, so anyway, my guest today is, I can't believe this. He's actually, and, and I'm, I'm bringing this to the story because he chose, out of all the National Football League teams, the New England Patriots, which symbolize that said event. Um, granted, they're in England and I'm in Virginia. But, you know, the whole spirit of revolution and we don't like British people. Well, this British guy chose that as his team. And we're going to talk about that and so much more. And it's Daniel Ma. He is actually a pal of mine through another pal. And we'll get into that. But Daniel, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. That was the craziest introduction I've ever done. It, it, I, I'm a, I did have to hide a laugh. <laughs> no, you can laugh. Go ahead and laugh. It's I didn't fine. want to spoil the intro. It was so good. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I've had many men laugh at me in my intros because usually like if it's someone super famous, then I'm like fawning on them. I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. And then um, for you, it was, it was just fun. So um, Daniel- it's obviously not, not, not that then. <laughs> you could be famous someday. Maybe. We'll try. Yeah. You, you should work on that life goal. Um, so Daniel, I like to start all my interviews with the same question. How'd you get into sports? Um, it's through my dad, really. Um, my sort of main sport is anything with an engine. Uh, so the particular sport was Formula One. So I've really been into that since well, the early early 90s from when I can really remember. Um, and it's always as I've got older, I've sort of got into other sports, but it's always always tends to be Formula One that I'm interested in and sort of go around Europe and, and even the UK and watch the races. So I, can, I think that tends to be how... The guys over in over here, anyway, get into it. They kind of follow uh, the parents' sports, really. So you kind of get father and son going to uh, soccer, um, as I'm sure that's the same over there. You guys with the NFL. Yeah, no, with almost every sport. I mean, it's one of those things where um, parents influence their children. Um, my dad was a huge sports fan growing up, you know, while I was growing up. So I watched like Mets baseball and football and, you know, basketball and that sort of thing. And then when my parents got divorced and my mother married my stepfather, you know, he was a graduate of the University of Virginia and I went to the University of Virginia. So we have that in common and we, you know, watch a ton of like, college sports together and we bemoan the fact that we're not rebounding correctly right now. So it's, it's just one of those things. It, it, that's, I think it's a universal thing, whatever you're into. Um, typically, it may be parents that bring you into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Formula One. But you're actually, which is surprising to me, like and I said in your intro, you actually really love American football. Yeah. Um, and not, like you said, not so much... I'm going to have to keep saying soccer. Yeah, you um, are going to have to keep saying soccer. I mean, because yeah. we always call it football over there too. And it must be really confusing for you sometimes. Uh, only, when, only when I'm talking to somebody from the States. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that, I find this interesting. I don't think I, I said this on air yet, but you are way into American football, but you are not into soccer at all. 
That's right. I mean, again, it comes from the par- the, the parent thing. My dad is massively against football re- because it's... Go ahead and say <laughs> it. It's okay. It's okay. Well, say it's, it. it's, it's because of all the wussies. The no, do you know what I mean? They're really soft. They are really soft. Touch. Yes, that's so, why we don't like it either. And it's it's the diving game, you know, the fake fouls and things like that. Just crack on and play the game. Yeah, that's so a, frustrating. That's a real um, actual kind of criticism here in the states that um, for a lot of people, like it's starting to grow, and I think it's starting to grow because our team, our national team's getting better. At yeah. least is what I've heard, and it's fun during World Cup kind to do the chants and the cheers and all that other stuff because you know Americans we love doing that stuff like you guys do. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing where I watch it and I'm just like it's so boring because it's like okay the ball goes downfield and the ball goes upfield. And it's like you know it, it, the scoring doesn't happen nearly as much, which you know it's ironic because there have been studies that prove like with with American football there's actually only. Out of that sixty-minute period, only actually eleven minutes of action on average. Yeah, th- is, and, it, and that spans three hours. Yeah, I know, but there's something about it that I love. I can't. Maybe it's all the crashing of helmets and. The- I see it's value for money when you buy a ticket. You think? Yeah, because you spend you can spend the same amount of money or more for a, a soccer game as you can when the NFL International Series comes over here, and it's the same, but it's only an hour and a half. Is where you get three hours. Oh, I see. Okay. That's well, my kind of take on it. All right. That's fair enough. But again, you, um, so was your dad into American football at all? Or is that just something you discovered? In no, all that's, that's all me. Oh, how'd um, that happen? Well, I first went to New York in, it was shortly after 9-11. I think it was 2002, maybe 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did all the touristy stuff and, and things like that. And we went into went into some, uh, some place to get some food and they got some TVs on with the, with the game on. And I remember just thinking, what the hell is that? And not knowing anything <laughs> about it. Because you might you might not agree, but there's a lot of rules and it can be quite confusing. There's a lot to learn. Oh, there is. A yeah. hell of a lot. There is. So I had no idea what this was. But all I remember is I have no idea who they played. I just know it was the Patriots. And so, the, and that's when you fall in love with the Patriots. I wouldn't say falling in love, but it's it's kind of the team you follow. A lot a lot of people over here is kind of, they kind of say um, you support the first team you saw. So, like a lot of people will support um, like Manchester United, for example. Mm-hmm. I fo- I follow them in soccer for no other reason that I've seen them play live a few times. Interesting. I don't really care. I pretend that I care, you pretend but I don't care. really care. <laughs> you sound like a girlfriend. <laughs> you do. You sound like a girlfriend. I pretend yeah. I care about his teams. I'll wear the jerseys, but I don't really care either oh, no. way. Oh, I don't own a Manchester United top. Not at all. No, not at all. Okay, very good. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got into it. I was just thinking, what the hell is this? Um, well, boy, did you get lucky that it wasn't like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Tennessee Titans that you were watching? Tell me about it. Oh, my God. Oh, Could you Eagles. imagine? Oh, that's mean. Oh. That's mean, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, during those 2000 run, we were pretty good. So, you know, again, Andy Reid and his time clock management. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for Chiefs fans. I told you so. I told you that would happen. Oh, wait. Yeah, we had the offensive coordinator that was responsible for the, um, the time clock management in New England, and he's going to be our head coach. Yay. <laughs> oh, football. So, yeah. And I know you don't like. I know it's it is funny that, that New England Patriots is a massive patriotic thing about the U.S. And some guy from a little old island ends up supporting them out of everything. Yeah, not only that, but the majority of people in America, I don't think like the Patriots at all. 
Like we 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 symbolize them with like evilness and awful because they win all the time. And it's I, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say it's probably something like that. I went to um okay, I went to the Cardinals game last year at Wembley. Right. Uh, amazing game. They played the Jets. Mm-hmm. That was a good game. Um, and I was stood in the queue getting a beer, and I'd got my Patriots t- shirt on. And there was somebody from behind. Uh, somebody stood behind me. It was from New York, and she just she was with her son. It was about I don't know twelve something like that. And she just I just kept hearing this noise, and she kept saying cheese, cheese, cheese. <laughs> I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah, it was it was great. There were so many American fans there. It was unbelievable. Oh yeah, I think on my bucket list is to see an NFL game um, in England. I think I think that's going to be on my bucket list to do, just because again, it's so interesting and, um, you know, it just it, it's going to happen eventually that Philadelphia will be over there. So I want to hear the Rocky theme in um, Wembley. You know, yes. yeah, it's, it is. Very, it's a great venue. It's obviously it's the biggest. It's the main one for us over here. But I actually bought my tickets for the next international game just two days ago. Wow! So go and see the Bengals. That's going to be a good game. They should um, repair whatever nonsense is going on. Again, injuries suck. I feel bad for them in the way that the season ended. It's funny. One of my best um, English pals um, is English Simon. Um, that's how he's branded himself. But he lives in <laughs> London, and he's actually from England, and he's a Bengals fan. And he picked his team out of a out of a bag. So he put right. like he put like um, the AFC and the NFC in a bag, and he picked the AFC. And then they picked like the divisions in there, and he picked the you know the AFC North, and then he picked the Bengals, and that's how out of a bag, and that's how he got with the Bengals. It could be worse. That could be worse. It could could absolutely be worse. So are you, um, you know, but here's the thing, like being over there, like how much do you actually get to see like live games because of the time difference and just TVs and all the other stuff? Quite a lot, actually. We get three games a week. Well, that's about, we as, get, much, that's about as much as we get, to be honest with you. Well, we, we, get all the, we get all the Sunday games. Well, they all play on Sunday, but do you get like all the Sunday games or do you get like the main Sunday games? Like we us? get... No, we just get, well, on our broadcaster, you know, like Fox and all that stuff for you, right. we've got, it's called Sky, uh-huh. and they broadcast three games on a Sunday night. So we uh, we get one that kicks off over here, it's 5.30, I think, and then 9, and then like 1 a.m. Oh my gosh. So I tend to only see two. Oh, okay. And then depending on what the later game is, I record that or watch the highlights the day after. Nice. That's honestly, it's how Americans work. So uh, typically, I don't know if you know this, but like, unless you buy like the NFL ticket package, which is part of like a cable subscriber over here, um, what happens is that your local channels will have like, um, they usually do it by region. So like, I get a ton of Washington Redskins games, whether I want to or not, because I'm in that area and that's what we get to play. And then once in a while, we get like an an additional game. So we'll get like a one o'clock PM game and then we get a 4.30 game. And then we'll have on the other channel whatever regional AFC game is. And sometimes we'll get one, sometimes we'll get two and then we'll get a Sunday night game and then we'll get a Monday night game. And that's the way right. it goes. Yeah. And then, Oh, a Thursday night game. I forgot about those. Those are new. Yeah. I, I bought the ga- the NFL game pass a, a couple of years ago and that was pretty good because you can watch absolutely any game you want. It's just stream it direct to TV. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, and we've got that where it's, I think it's like 70 bucks a year, which isn't much. And you can watch like every game that's been played the whole season. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, it's cool for like recaps and things like that. But there's nothing like, I mean, I guess because, and you know this, I live on Twitter. So I, all the games are spoiled. So <laughs> there's no sense in me recording them because I, I see the reality action. I'm like, man, that, that stinks. And so, you know, 
Are there, I mean, like, do you have a lot of like, pals that watch the games with you, or is it just you, all your lonesome? No, no. I, my fiance watches it with me. Oh, nice. Did you get yeah, her cool. into um, the sports? Um, we went to New York um, in 2014, uh-huh. um, and we ended up sat in a bar called Virgil's uh, just outside Times Square, uh-huh. and it was a sports bar. So we went in and just having some food, and um, I think it was Green Bay we're playing. Um, and so I tried telling her all the, all the sort of rules and things like that. She wasn't getting it. Our waiter just came over and said, how's it get, how's it going? So I said, I'm trying to explain all these rules about the game. And he sat down half an hour, sat down and just told her everything he knew. It was awesome. I think that you're making the rules more complicated because we've talked about this because we're planning on doing some blab sessions where I'm with you and some of your buddies and we're going over some football things. It's it's not a really complicated game. It's just the nuances can be really complicated. I mean, you get four chances to get the ball past yeah. the first down marker. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. Yeah, right. It's just it's just a little, the the bits in between that kind of make the the basis of the game is very simple. Yeah, the base of the game is very simple. It's it's all the trust me, and we debate over it all the time as they can't figure out what a catch is sometimes. I mean that that's a real issue here in the states. We, you'll hear sports people debating that all the time. You know whether Des caught the ball or not. I think yeah. he, I believe he caught the ball, and you know I don't say anything nice about the Cowboys because they're a rival <laughs> and I don't like them. Um, but the, he did catch the ball. I, I'll admit that. You know, or like that amazing catch um, a couple weeks ago with the Steelers in the Bengals playoff game. You know that could have technically um, not been a catch. But it was a catch. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's those kind of nuances that unless you watch yeah. the games all the time. Like, again, I understand the rules of soccer. I just don't watch it enough to appreciate it, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, that, it's, it's, it's the, like, like you're saying, it's all the other bits in between that just get confusing. But there's there's about eight of us just like local friends. We just watch all the games. on. We're always texting each other. It's like a group of us about plays and plays. Because all because it's broadcast and we've all seen all the same games. We're all watching it. So we can kind of talk about it. It's the same eight people that are going down to London uh, later this year. So it's it's good. No, it's only two, good. There's only two of us like support the same team, so. Oh, that's interesting. But do you guys get into the same like rivalry fights? Like again, that New York fan was she wearing a Jets jersey or a Giants jersey? She's wearing Jets. Okay, that's why because they're a big rival of the team. Yeah. So, you know, I mean that that's where that. Well, actually, anybody would they would have at least in their mind <laughs> thought cheater, cheater, cheater. But the Jets fan is going to be absolutely obnoxious and go yes, yes, and they they deserve so because they've gotten kind of the short end of the stick when it comes to the Patriots, especially this year. They played so well, and um, I was really that, sad to see them not get into the playoffs. That last game was awesome. They yeah, it got, was. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good, and I, I have high hopes for that team. And you know, again, and looking into that division, the Bills. I, you know, I'm not sure what's going on for Rex. He hired his brother to be defensive coordinator. That's that's disastrous. Whenever that man winds up running a defense, so that will be interesting. And then um, I don't know if you guys saw the news, but they hired for the first time ever a a full time female NFL coach. I did, yeah, yeah, and that's been getting like kind of airways. And I haven't talked about that yet. I've been actually kind of out of it. I haven't been doing periscopes as much because my husband's been recovering from an illness and so I've been kind of focusing on him and I'm getting back into my normal groove. So everybody's like, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you, Daniel, what I think about it. I don't care. Um, you know, I really don't because in the end of the game, it's like, you know, does she have the qualifications to coach? Great. Let her coach. If she doesn't. Thing, why, why is it a big deal? It's, it's just a, a person. Well, it's a big deal because, like, again, it's particularly a lot of older guys. They're remembering when they played football, like, in high school, and they're thinking, like, the locker room. They're thinking, oh, my God, this girl's going to be in the locker room. I'm like, first off, 
NFL coaches rarely go into the locker room as the players are getting dressed and undressed and things like that. Um, and the reason why is that they have meeting rooms. So all that kind of prep stuff, watching game tape, watching analysis, all this stuff, they have various rooms for that with projectors and everything else like that. Not only that, but even then, reporter, female reporters have been in those locker rooms forever. So having a female coach in there isn't going to really be that big of a deal. So, and most of the time with, with the way her position is, she's not going to be doing like immediate game time adjustments anyway. She's an assistant. So that will be up to the special teams coordinator who she's working under. So she'll tell the special teams coordinator, he'll tell the player. So that's why I'm kind of going, guys, this really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. So I'm just like, logic. It's a beautiful thing, boys. It really is. <laughs> not only that, but I'm like, seriously, she's going to walk into a locker room if the guys are naked. She's going to see a couple of dinglings and maybe a penis or two. I mean, that's the way it goes. So, you know, I just going, guys, calm down. It's just a girl. She should be fine um, in her role. And, and if she's not, then she'll get fired. No big deal. But it shouldn't set all women back like a zillion years from coaching football. No, I agree. Dinglings a dingling. Dinglings a dingling. That's right. So, I, so if you... um. How do I want to phrase this? So you definitely feel the absolute team loyalty to the Patriots. Like you're super excited about the tomorrow's game because we're taping this on Saturday. You're super excited about tomorrow's game against Denver. Are you looking forward to that? Are you going to be able to watch it? Uh, oh, I'll be watching it. Yeah, for sure. I can't, see, I can't, I'm really excited to see it. And obviously I want the Patriots to win, but I'll not, be, I'll not be disappointed if the Broncos get through. And if, if they did, I'd want the Broncos to win just for, just for Manning because... Yeah, I think if they won the Super Bowl, I think that'd be his career. He needs to retire just for his safety. Yeah, I mean, so in yeah. that from that sense, from that point of view, it wouldn't particularly bother me. Obviously, if the, I really, I, I would prefer the Patriots to win, though. Here's the thing. I think I really want the Broncos to win for a number of reasons. One, I kind of like Peyton Manning. I want to see him do well. I want to see him right off on a trail of just glory. And he kind of yeah. rested this whole season. Basically, they've saved him for the playoffs. Let's be honest. This is exactly what's happened. Yeah. Injuries or not, they've saved him for the playoffs. And it's smart because he's got the one of the best football minds ever. I mean, he's so smart when it comes when he's in that pocket. He's so, so smart. Um. And honest, honestly, I don't want the Patriots to win because you guys went on the time. Here's a fun fact for you. <laughs> since, 2003, since 2003, in the AFC, the um, AFC has been represented in the Super Bowl by either um, Peyton Manning, um, Tom Brady, or Ben Roethlisberger, with the exception of 2012 when it was Joe Flacco in the um, Baltimore Ravens. That's how, like top heavy the AFC is where you've got these three guys that have dominated the story and we're seeing the end of their careers. This is definitely Manning's last year. I, I, he, if yeah. he's, there's just no way. Um, the Broncos are going to move on and I don't think anybody else is going to pick him up. I just don't see it. I don't think he'd want to. Well, I, I think, think he foolish. wants to. No, no. I think he wants to. Oh, I, I think he'll play till they absolutely kick him out. Really? Oh yeah, he obviously. I mean, look. Why would you put your body through what he's put it through? Well, fair play, yeah. Exactly. I mean, seriously, like he should have retired last year. I thought so, and he had a great year up until the injury. So that's 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 my opinion on Peyton Manning. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I feel like again, I've been looking forward to that defense because the Denver defense has been so good. And yeah, when Tom Brady has all of his weapons, and all the weapons are back. Edelman, Gronk, um, Amendola, all of them are back. And that's when Tom Brady's at his best is when he has so many options. So for the Denver Broncos, in order to limit play, they have got to eliminate Tom Brady's options. Well, uh, it's kind of perfect timing, isn't it? <clears throat> because if it, if this was a, a week or so before, then it'd have been a one-way street. 
I believe so, yeah, because without Edelman, you saw what happened when he was without Edelman and Gronk. He made the, you know, the, well, the, the Eagles special teams look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. I got to tell you, I've, I, I have somehow, Daniel, in my life, I don't know if it's me, I collect New England fans. I don't mean to, but I was looking back at my um, history of, like, guests and people I've met through the podcast. They're majority New England fans. What is up with that? Like, I just collect you guys. You're like gremlins. You multiply after dark. It must be because he must be an easy target for the Eagles fan. No, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think honestly, when you have a very popular team, actually, the majority of people I've collected are proper, true Patriots fans. They've been Patriots right. fans for a long time. They stuck with the team. They they were there during the dark ages. Well, you weren't, but you you were in England, so you have an excuse. Um, but they were there through the dark ages of the '90s, where people forgot New England had a football team. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. They le- we legitimately forgot there was a football team in New England. They were that bad. And just in this last, you know, 15 years or so, it's been, I mean, miraculous. The the turnaround, it just shows you what happens when you have a great coach and a great organization. And it's going to be interesting the next, I say, three years. You guys have about three more years with Brady. Well, that that's the big yeah. thing. The, who's there post-Brady? I, good luck. I mean, you look at the Broncos, Osweiler. Fantastic. Yeah. But there's nobody like that. No, well... That's not true. Um, you know, when Green Bay still had Brett Favre, they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, they had Aaron Rodgers in the wings. Yeah. Yeah, it was for like four years, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was That's smart. crazy. But think about it. Aaron Rodgers learned under Brett Favre. Amazing. So, yeah, it's, the, it's the fact that you go from somebody as monumentally successful as Brett Favre, and then you straight into Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is arguably better than Brett Favre. Well, that's what that's what the commentary keeps saying. Arguably the best quarterback in the league. He could be. He he he's a game changer. You put him on any team, he suddenly they will become a championship worthy team. I truly yeah. believe that because he carried that team. Um, if Cam Newton or pa- or Carson Palmer weren't having such the years they were having, I would argue Aaron Rodgers could could be at least nominated for MVP. Absolutely. But he's, he's, there's nobody of that sort of quality. I don't think ready. Not the college the ranks. Yeah. So I got a question about that. So do you guys do you follow the college game at all, or probably not? No. Yeah. We don't get we don't get any of that. I only see what you tweet. <laughs> oh, I tweet about bad football teams. I'm so sorry because I'm a UVA fan. Our football teams. Well, we have a new coach, so it will hopefully get better. Um, but yeah, no, actually, that's really common, Daniel, for a lot of NFL fans. They don't follow the college game. I followed the college game because I love it, and I went to a university. Because in England, do you guys have like the big like sports teams for your universities, like we do in America? No, not so. Not really. Like, seriously, like it's basically NFL Junior, and then the it's basketball. Not so, yeah. It's, it, Blows my mind that the fact that there's, there's all these huge stadiums where they're playing and they are packed to the rafters with all these diehard fans. It's amazing. They, this is not even the professionals. And they make, it blows my mind. And they make a shit ton of money. I'm talking billions of dollars for amateur really? sports. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I did my college thesis on this, um, on, on university, um, and fan levels because, and that's why, um, did you several years ago um, hear anything about the Penn State scandal with Joe Paterno and the child molestation charges or anything like that? I did not. Oh, my gosh. This was a huge story in America. So um, Joe Paterno was the coach, I mean, beloved coach of the Penn State um team and that was in Pennsylvania for I'm talking decades 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 tons of NFL talent just they were known as linebacker you he had an assistant former assistant coach that was found to have raped children um actually at the Penn State facilities and they basically some people believe he had knowledge Joe Paterno did of covering it up like he knew about it he didn't report it and so it was a huge huge issue 
you don't run into these things in um, pro sports very often, but you run into, this is the worst example, but you run into things like bribery. You run into things like, um, oh, like we have things called boosters, which help like, you know, people will donate money to the college to help these athletes, like to provide scholarships or facilities like UVA is right now trying to build a football complex. And so they're asking for money and we're donating money for that. And so sometimes um, people will donate money even when they didn't even go to the college because they want to be All attached right. to the college. It's, it's crazy. And so the college game is very different in the NFL game because it really feels like, like for me, I am absolutely a graduate UVA. So I'm forever attached to that university because I went to university there. Whereas an Eagles fan, you know, yes, I can buy a ticket and I'm part of the team, but I'm not really part of the team. So that's where it gets weird in American. I'm just, I, I find it fascinating that you guys don't do that. No, not, not really anything. I mean, the team's, <laughs> there's nothing even remotely anywhere near that. Yeah. I mean, the teams just play and they just travel around playing their small time games with minimal yeah like we're talking uh, like fan base during college basketball because i'm gearing up for college basketball because it's my favorite sport i mean we're talking like office pools i will take time off to watch basketball games i mean and this is college basketball daniel <laughs> i mean it's not you know professional at all but people like get really obsessed about it or like again college football we're talking like massive amounts of tailgates and picnics and just, you know, it's it's actually really similar. The college game is really similar to you, to what I would equate you guys for your soccer games. You know, each club, the soccer clubs have like their songs and various things that yeah. they do. The college game does that. Pro games don't really do that as much. Like some football teams do, like Eagles have fly, Eagles fly, and then um, the Redskins have hail to the Redskins. But other than that, they don't really, you don't really have a lot of those um, in the NFL. Or if you do, it's not as known. But with college, we have fight songs and alma maters and different chants, and 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 we stand up and we sit down and we do crazy things, and you know we just we're just nuts. And so it's very similar to y'all's football equivalent. What I like about NFL is uh, when you when you go to see a game, the fans are all mixed, so you could be sat at the side of a Steelers uh, fan or or whatever. That's not like that over here in soccer. It's at one end of the ground are the home t- team fans and at the opposite with a much smaller fan base because they don't allow so many tickets. They may be the away, the away fans and they're segregated. See, that's the way it is for um, college teams. So you have your season ticket holders, you have where the students sit. So we have clusters of all of us together. And then you have like the away sections, which are smaller. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that people don't buy tickets and things like that. Um, but typically, like if you're looking at like a Notre Dame game, for example, in um, South Bend, Indiana, it's pretty much all um, blue and gold. You won't see a lot of away team because yeah. they support the fans so much. So it's interesting that the way the fan culture is, for um, English soccer or even like just European soccer in general because you all do the chants and the weird yeah. stuff like that and, and and players get their own songs which I think is hilarious yeah they, yeah, they do it's only, it's, it tends to be not the people in the middle it's either the extremely good ones or the extremely bad ones that get their own songs it's the same way here it's the same way here So it's interesting that it's kind of a level down over there from the sort of prime to what we've got over here or what is essentially the top top level football. yeah 
Yeah, definitely. So definitely. So it's, it's interesting. But, that you know, that just shows you again. I think that, you know, whether you're a fan of sports or anything else, you know, when you're passionate, you're passionate. Like, yeah. I know I know the cats you hang out with at your job. Um, <laughs> I know several <laughs> of them well because, again, I work I work with Mark. Um, let's talk about Mark for a minute. So I met Daniel. I, I didn't tell the story. I, did, I met Daniel virtually through a pal of mine named Mark Asquith. You guys have heard me talk about him once or twice because he's the one that gave me the idea to do a podcast in the first place. So all this is Mark's fault. So if you never like my podcast, you shouldn't be listening number one listen there's a thousand other podcasts you can be listening to if you don't like me um but you should like me i'm amazing um but <laughs> mark was the one who gave me the idea to do a podcast in the first place and which is ironic because he knows nothing about sports it's hilarious he, all he knows is about p- football pre-2000 yeah and so the, and what's really frustrating yeah no, what's what's frustrating is because he knows that it just throws it in every now and again and you, you're just like what so, it really puts you off. Are you talking about soccer or are you talking about American football? S- sorry, talk about soccer. Okay, knows, just, yeah. That's literally his sports. Anything before 2000 in soccer, that's it. Nothing else. Or golf. He likes a lot of golf. He does like golf. I will say he does follow the golf because he plays golf. So um, I actually took him. I don't know if he told you. I took him to a baseball game in He Texas. did mention that, yeah. Yeah. How did, how did he? What, what did he tell you about the game? Um, He didn't know. I'm not a great deal, if I'm perfectly honest. You think he said... <laughs> I can't remember. He didn't say a great. He just said we've been see this um, this baseball game, and he, I think he said it was just long. Yeah, well, yeah, baseball game is long. It is very long, and we actually left before the game was over because I could tell they were getting bored. Um, they got to see the the New York Yankees play actually. Oh, wow. Yes, I know. And so they got to see all the full thing, like the seventh inning stretch, and they got to eat baseball food. Though though Texas baseball food is way better than most baseball food. Like I think <laughs> him and Lev, that's another buddy of theirs. Um, they ate this thing called like a sausage sundae where it was like two pieces of like brisket sausage and then they had like scoops of mashed potato and scoop of macaroni cheese and then it was covered like in barbecue sauce and then oh my coleslaw. god yeah and i'm going that's not normal f- baseball food and they're like really i'm like no this is the only place that will be served um you know so i'm like no 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 this this is not like we can get your hot dog that's normal baseball food or popcorn <laughs> or peanuts or cracker jacks as the song says so i made them um sing i did sing the american the national anthem really loud around them i'm not gonna lie because <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was sitting in between the two the two lads as i called it and then we had our pal jonathan um from trivia warfare podcast but yeah no and and it was so interesting because they i mean you know the stadiums are massive and they got to see um we drove past the AT&T Stadium where the uh, Dallas Cowboys play. So they saw that and they're like, it looks like a spaceship. I'm like, I know it probably is. Yeah. Because is that the biggest one in the NFL at the minute? Yes. I believe that's the biggest one in the NFL. The, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's it's massive. I, I've yeah. never seen a bigger stadium ever. So yeah. But college stadiums can get that big in, yeah, in this that, country. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. It yeah. just is. It's mental. And not only that, but a lot of these colleges, Daniel, are in tiny, tiny towns, like tiny towns. Like right. in the middle of nowhere. So that's that's the ironic thing is you're just like, wow. So if this university shut down, this town would shut down, basically. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. So, all right. So are you, so you do you believe the Patriots are going to pull out the win tomorrow? I um, would like to think so. Like you say, all, all of Brady's offensive weapons are back. Um, so he'd like to think they just try and strong arm that, that defense. Um, so I'm go- obviously I'm going to go with yes. All right. Fair enough. I personally think, and I'm going to do a Periscope later, I want the Broncos to win. I think the Broncos have it. I haven't really looked. Again, I've been slowly getting back into my sports brain. I haven't looked um, you know, at numbers, but this is, this is for the AFC, this is the best 
outcome. I mean, I kind of wanted the Bengals to get further just to see what happened, but I'm really excited about this. We get one more last um, kind of meeting with Brady and Manning, and, and they're making a big deal about it. On the NFC side, this is the game I've wanted all year. This is the true Super Bowl because I don't think anybody in the AFC could be either one of these teams right now. Arizona is just amazing. Um, pay, um, Carson Palmer is playing his best football, even though his last game wasn't that great. Um, hopefully, he can maintain another pressure. And I, you know this because you've heard me on my periscopes. I love me some Cam Newton. I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited about the page on uh, the uh, Panthers. The, yes, that game against the Seahawks last week was absolutely. It was pure dominance. I've never seen anything like it. Well, the first half, and then the second half. Yeah. Like, what in the world happened? And they can't do that against Arizona. They just can't. Well, I'm not. Uh, uh, what's it? What was? What have they said about that? Because did they just did they just sit back rather than push too far, or did they just get? stepped on no i think seattle made some smart um halftime adjustments i mean they are a very good team still and they are a very good defensive minded team and russell wilson stepped up to the plate you know it just the problem was all of the 31 points that carolina scored were in the first half they can't do that against uh, arizona arizona's too good so that's going to be the difference is that it has been um carolina all season long and this shows their youthfulness um that they have kind of let the pressure off the gas a little bit in that second half and it's going to be really important that they keep it going for this game and super bowl because if not they're just not going to succeed yeah, def- well, for sure. Especially with it's the fact that they're, they're both. I know um, the Panthers have, have only lost the one game, so I'm not quite how many how many Arizona have lost. Is it two or three? It's probably two or three, um, but um, not by much. They've been like, except for the last Seattle game. Um, so yeah, they their last regular season game, and I just think honestly they were resting starters and things like that. I don't know what what happened with that game. I didn't see it and I didn't look. So because I knew they were it's- going to playoffs anyway. When you look, it's like it's like youth. Uh, you get uh, the youthful side on the NFC, and then the older guys on the AFC. Well, not really. Carson Palmer's thirty six. Oh, is he really? I thought yeah. he was much younger than that. He's no. got a youthful face. He has a youthful face, but no, he's been injury prone, so you haven't seen him as much. Um, but yeah, I know he's he's um, up there. So this is maybe his last go round. You know, we may only see him one or two. I think if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll retire. All right. Well, I was way off on that one then. Yeah, Should I know. Find... Isn't it crazy that we think of 36 as retirement age for certain careers? That's nuts. Because yeah, I'm I mean... 35 and I'm going, no. <laughs> I mean, how old's uh, Manning? Manning is, um, I believe, 39. I was going to say 39, but he looks old because Brady's only a year or so younger, isn't he? Yes, but Brady is very pretty and he has his wife that, <laughs> probably, that probably applies m- many moisturizers to his face <laughs> to keep it like pristine. So, yes. Yes, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots do because Belichick's not one to keep a good guy on the wings like that. He likes to get players cheap, um, you know. Yeah, I didn't realize until there was a TV show um, on last week and it was just looking at, um, it was basically an extended interview with uh, with Kraft and then was, there was Tom Brady involved and Gronk and Edelman and things like that. And I didn't realize that uh, Brady was undrafted. Oh, yes. No, no, he that. was. He was. Uh, sorry. No, he was drafted. He just way late. Way yeah. Late. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. What I mean, like two hundred ninety-nine or two hundred ninety-eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. Fifth round. Yeah. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got um, drafted very late too. So that's what I'm saying. Just because you get a guy like Cam Newton's the rare exception where he was that exceptional off the gate and has stayed exceptional. Like it's very rare for guys who do really, really well in college in the quarterback position for whatever reason to then equate that to NFL success I mean you've got Cam Newton and you've got um, Andrew Luck though Andrew Luck's been injury injured prone and unfortunately he's on a team that can't figure out how to score how to get a good defense going so um, he's gonna always find struggle there so 
That's just the he's way got, the Colts work. Um, he had a good beard as well. He does have a good beard. He probably has the best beard in the NFL. Uh, I'm not sure. There's Clay Matthews got a good beard and Fitzgerald's got a good beard. Fitzgerald does have a decent beard. No, I'm still going to give it to Luck. I'm going to give it to Luck because he's younger. That's harder to grow. Yeah, Andrew Luck looks real farmer. He does look real farmer. He's an odd bloke, as you would say. <laughs> Odd, odd bloke. Bringing all my British um, expressions for you, Daniel. So very, very good. Daniel, awesome. if people want to talk more football with you um, on Twitter or whatever, where should they go? Uh, they should hit me up on Twitter on Daniel underscore more. And more's spelled M-A-W just to make it a bit weird. Yes. And and typically, yeah, gals and pals. This is a buddy of mine. Um, he wanted to come on and he, um, a couple of reasons I let him on. One, because I like him a lot. And two, he actually knows what because he's Because I let him on. Yes. Uh, I, yes, because I let you on. And two, he fixed my website. Um, <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> no, seriously. No, no, no. I have learned, like, whenever you got a guy that can fix websites, you are extra, extra nice to him because you never know when you need the help. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so true. And Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's been good going to get to chat. One of probably the best half hour chat I've had in a long time. Well, good. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.